Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Numbers 19, Ordinance of the Red Heifer. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel that they bring you an unblemished red heifer in which is no defect and on which a yoke has never been placed. You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be brought outside the camp and be slaughtered in his presence. Next, Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle some of its blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. Then the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its hide and its flesh and its blood with its refuse shall be burned. The priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet material and cast it into the midst of the burning heifer. The priest shall then wash his clothes and bathe his body in water and afterward come into the camp. But the priest shall be unclean until evening. The one who burns it shall also wash his clothes in water and bathe his body in water and shall be unclean until evening. Now a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place, and the congregation of the sons of Israel shall keep it as water to remove impurity. It is purification from sin. The one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening, and it shall be perpetual state to the sons of Israel and to the alien who sojourns among them. The one who touches the corpse of any person shall be unclean for seven days. That one shall purify himself from uncleanness with the water on the third day and on the seventh day, and then he will be clean. But if he does not purify himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not be clean. Anyone who touches a corpse, the body of a man who has died and does not purify himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel. 
Because the water for impurity was not sprinkled on him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanness is still on him. This is the law when a man dies in a tent. Anyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean for seven days. Every open vessel which has no covering tied down on it shall be unclean. Also, anyone who is in the open field touches one who has been slain with a sword or has died naturally, or a human bone or a grave shall be unclean for seven days. Then for the unclean person, they shall take some of the ashes of the burnt purification from sin and flowing water shall be added to them in a vessel. A clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it on the tent and on all the furnishings and on the persons who were there and on the one who touched the bone or the one slain or the one dying naturally or the grave. Then the clean person shall sprinkle on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. And on the seventh day he shall purify him from uncleanness and he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and shall be clean by evening. But the man who is unclean and does not purify himself from uncleanness, that person shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly because he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. The water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. So it shall be a perpetual statute for them. And he who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes. And he who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. Furthermore, anything that the unclean person touches shall be unclean. And the person who touches it shall be unclean until evening. A few years ago, when I was um, teaching and coaching at a private school, there is this one student in particular who um, he'd done something pretty bad. He he did something that was substantially bad, and um, <clears throat> he was troubled by the fact that there were consequences. He didn't really understand. And so he asked me, he said, he said, I thought that since I, I was saved that Jesus took the consequences for me. And so he really felt like he didn't have to face the consequences for what he did because he has proclaimed that Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. And therefore, he should be seen with no fault. And that's not the case at all. The case is, is not that you don't have circum or you don't have consequences for your actions. The reality is there's always going to be consequences. There should be consequences for our actions. That's part of what the Bible talks about about parents and stoning their children. It's it's not that we're supposed to take our children outside and stone them to death when they they do something wrong. But when our children do something wrong that deserves a certain circumstance. We need to stick with the decree, stick with the agreement that we had made. Law is law. What is stated is stated. Now I know that sometimes, sometimes it's, um, it seems like the wrong person has to take blame for something. That happens. But when we do something wrong as Christians, we should understand there's consequences and we should be willing to take the consequences for our mistakes. That's also part of being an adult or more specifically being mature. Um, but as an authentic Christian trying to live and be a good model, you should be ready for the consequences. 
And if someone wants to forgive your consequence, that's fine. Nothing's wrong with that. You don't need to force them to give you your consequence. But consequences come with, you know, mistakes. So just because you are a Christ follower and and receive salvation and Jesus is taking the punishment that you had coming to you for your sin does not mean that you can continue to sin and not have consequences. So with that in its relation to this week's Torah portion and Numbers 19, it, this week's Torah portion is chukat, which is means decree. It's an agreement. The agreement is when when we have a certain circumstance, like in this case, talking about the cleanliness, when we, and really in, as it relates to uh, touching a corpse <clears throat> or a dead animal or a grave or a bone or anything else that's unclean. Well, if you have come in contact with something that is unclean, there's a consequence. You need to take care of it. It's as simple as that. You just take care of it. So taking that to today, in relation to today, as Christians, when we mess up, we need to take it to God. But we also need to understand that there could be other consequences that we have to face. And we should be willing to do that. Standing up for what's right sometimes means putting ourselves out there after we've done something wrong. So, uh, Father, I just pray that you can help everyone to be able to to understand that when they've made a mistake, they need to be ready to face the consequences. And they should not shy away or, or be afraid to speak up. And whenever they have made a mistake, they should be right there, ready to admit. And especially in the... Um, attempt to being a good example to others. Part of love is also saying, I've made a mistake and I am sorry. But then knowing that sometimes the consequences that follow may include time. It may not be right away. If I've done something wrong to someone, Father, you've shown me that I need to confess it to them. I need to apologize to them, but they're not required to forgive me instantly. And it may take a while. And I need to understand and still be in that same posture of being sorrowful. Help me to be better at this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.